this lady Ada. Hey everybody, uh, welcome. Oh, the cool animation in the background. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the desk of Lady Ada. It's me, Lady Ada, on this lovely uh, Sunday night. It was really beautiful weather this weekend, so we uh, we did a lot of walking. We're like moving our feet, which is good. Makes our our brains work a little bit better. Um, but we're at my desk right now. So what uh, kind of electronics have I been up to? So I thought I, you know, I didn't design any new boards this weekend, but I did design a whole bunch of boards this week while I was at work. Um, so that we could talk about some of those. But first off, is there any news or updates? Anything from uh, you want to chit-chat, Mr. No, Lincoln? full speed ahead, okay. uh, full week of shows and more. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so one of the things that, um, you know, I've, I've kind of almost every week that uh, we've done Desk Data is uh, STEMA Sunday, and this is this is no different. Um, but one of the things I was working on is actually a board that I, I'd forgotten about. Um because usually I have a, all my PCBs, uh, you know, when I order them, I keep track of which PCBs I've ordered. But in this case, I didn't order a PCB, uh, and that's why I forgot about this design that I had done. Um, so let's go to the uh, the computer screen. Okay. Um, so one of the things that's neat about, um, you know, doing uh, STEM and QT boards is what I'm trying to do is, is um, you know, have a standard... Uh, layout and size for boards. So all of our breakout boards, they're plug and play, but they're also physically about the same size as much as possible. I try to fit them into this this size um, with connectors on the sides and then, you know, the pins on the bottom and the pins, I try to make them in the same order. So it's power, three volts, ground, clock, data, and then, you know, other control pins. Um, and then I try to have four mounting holes or at least two mounting holes at the top. And um, one of the one of the neat things about doing this is, first off, you know, people have always asked for actually a long time. They've asked, "Hey, can you make, you know, the boards have the same pinout so it's easier to swap them in and out?" Because we'd have boards that were very similar but had uh, slightly um, different pin orderings. Because I would just sort of, I would just whatever order at the bottom, I would just kind of decide, you know, on the fly, basically. Um, I'm trying to think of like a, I think the MCP. Yeah, like this one happens to be power ground uh, clock data and this one also has to be power clock uh, data but I let me see it's um, sort of an early board that I designed I think the Scilabs uh, UV yeah so like for this one for example the order is not it's power, you know, ground, then three volt, then into LED clock and data. And that's just because it was just easier to route that way. But, um, but you know, by trying to make all of the boards the same pinout, if, if you do want to uh, stack, you know, of course you can stack them or you can chain them together. But another side effect is um, by going with a standardized layout is I can actually sometimes share the layout, the PCB itself, between boards. So this is the BME... Uh, 280 and then if I look at the BME sorry that's the BMP 280 and then if I look at the BME 280 you'll see that uh, the um, layout is identical the sensor in the middle is a little bit wider but I actually use the same footprint um, but all the other parts are you know I can kind of flip between them and you can see the PCB is actually the same you know I actually use the same stencil and the same layout for both PCBs, even though the sensor is technically different, and then also um, the uh, DPS 310, when that came out, this is from on uh, semiconductor. Um, you know, this one. Hold on. This one is also, as you can tell, 
the exact same pinout and the exact same uh, layout for the components, all I do is, is change the snook screen to say from BME 280 to, to uh, DPS uh, 310 because it's the same, you know, they, this is clearly made by this company to be pin, you know, compatible. And especially now that there's a silicon shortage, having these compatible parts is like really, really nice. And I, I really enjoy it. Colin did a video actually, um, this week one of his Colin's lab videos was about, or will be on Monday, about how op amps um, are all the same pinout. If you are using um, op amps in DIP or SOIC or TSOP, single dual and quad op amps, they all use the same um, pinout configuration. Like, thankfully, the industry decided, okay, here's how we're going to configure power ground plus minus output for all of the different um, sub op amps in um, an op amp array. That's not true for transistors. Transistors do not necessarily have a standard pinout. Um, like BEC is very common, but they can, they can vary. They're not always the same. Um, you know, I wish that all sensors would be this, the same pinout. Of course, not always, but this one, uh, this one thankfully is. And so the, um, the sensor that I forgot about is, you know, we have uh, a couple of these infrared sensors. It's actually quite popular. The infrared sensors from ST, the VL6180 came first. I think it's about a, a two meter range. Sorry, a uh, half meter range and the VL53L0X, about one meter range. Um, this sensor, uh, what's funny is you can look in the um, animation here, the GIF, it's the old board. But when we revised it, uh, t you know, to be a STEM-IQT sensor, um, you can see it got turned into a new board. You also see, um, you know, the, the layouts I use between um, sensors is very similar. You know, I have the regulator over here, capacitors, LED. I like to put the sensors in the middle as much as possible. Um, and then the, the shifter over here. So I can actually recycle, you know, the, the, the layout is almost identical. And then um, there's actually an update to this uh, sensor chip, the VL53L1X. Uh, and so if you go to the overhead, uh, can you go to the overhead? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, this is the... Uh, yeah, you can even move that around a little bit. Yeah. Zoom in. This is the... Uh, this is a very small sensor, but you can actually see it. Uh, I can't see it, but you can see the, uh, the IR LED being emitted and then uh, detected on the other side. So there's two shiny elements, and one's the emitter, the bottom one, as you can tell, and then the receiver's at the top. So this is doing a, you know, a micro LiDAR. So even though this is the VL53L0X, this is actually the 1X, the next generation of the chip, which again, thankfully, is, is the same pinout. Um, the 53L3 is not, you know, eventually they, they, they don't necessarily use the same pinout. But what's cool about this is, you know, first up, um, I don't have to relay out the board. That's great. I also get to reuse the stencil and the, the pick-and-place program. And stencils are not expensive, but they are like $300 or $400, um, the pick-and-play stencils. They're framed stencils, they're laser-cut, and they're, they're gold-coated. They're quite nice. And so whenever you can have the same uh, layout, I like doing that. And then you just change the silk screen. Um, and when you tile it, uh, you touch tile it to be the same exact layout. I verify it you know, before the PCB to make sure I got the, that layout tiled exactly the same. And then uh, it just saves me so much effort. Uh, I can also reuse the same tester. So like a lot of the, a lot of the common work gets um, recycled, which is quite nice. Um, so that's what I've got for 
that and then we can uh you know i can start sort of moving into the great search or i can, yeah. I can talk about the great you know yes, let's do great search okay where in the world is that part i need the great search with DJ The Great Search brought to you by DigiKey Native Fruit. Every single week, Native Fruit and DigiKey team up, and Lady Ada uses her knowledge of searching the DigiKey site to find the parts you need. Lady Ada, what is this week's Great Search? Okay, so we actually just talked about using the same board layout with parts that have the same uh, pinout. So BMP280 and DPS310. I've talked about the VL. Uh, 53L0X from ST, and there's the uh, 53L1X or 1CX. So again, you know, sometimes companies will reuse or or competing companies will use the same pinout and package, um, which is like really awesome because again, you don't have to respin a board, you don't have to respin a tester, you can recycle um, the same layout. So this week, um, I was tasked with, uh, and you'll see why this is, you know, in, in thematic. Um, we just ran out of ADXL 377s. This, this is a really cool chip. Analog Device, of course, is, is one of the first companies to make um, you know, analog and digital accelerometers. Um, they're famous for it. Um, this is a 200G accelerometer. Now, most people don't use 200G accelerometers. They use uh, you know, 2, 4, 8, maybe 16. 32G is kind of a high end uh, you know, for, for like you know, um, sports and um, some automotive. But there are, you know, rocketry and um, mechatronic and robotic reasons that you'll want up to 100 or 200 G output. Um, this accelerometer, it's funny. I think this actually uses the same pinout as um, the ADXL 326. I think this one, maybe it's not, but it's very similar. They have a lot of, uh, of LG, it's 16 LGA. Um, sensors and uh you know i really like this one because it was a, a 200g analog output and i was like well i'd like to see if i could find a replacement um analog is kind of nice it's ratio metric which means that in whatever the v sorry within the 3.3 volt output it's um you can use that three volt output into your analog reference for your microcontroller and then exactly halfway zero g and then you know as it all the way to 3.3 volts is plus 200G, all the way down to ground is um, negative 200G. So um, one thing that's interesting is, you know, uh, one reason that you will have, um, I, I like to, you know, when, when a sensor becomes obsolete, so this just became obsolete, it's no longer manufactured, I sometimes like to look at the um, obsolescence, obsolescence document. Um, so, uh, this is interesting. So, you know, it, there is a last time by date, which just passed, but I'll say that again, with, with the silicon shortages, these last time dates, these, you know, they're what they mean and what, you know, it's, whether you can actually get them is different. It used to, you used to have a little bit of time. You used to be able to get the parts. And now I'm finding that when it's gone, it's really, it's, it's gone, gone, um, that end of line time. So, um, I think we have a couple more in order, but I did want to find a replacement. What I thought was interesting was that this ASIC process is being discontinued by the foundry. Um, I have seen this happen. Um, and, and when this happens, it, you're really, I mean, there's especially like interesting analog process chips. Um, I'll see that the, 
they're discontinued and it's not like, oh, you know, they're not popular. It's like, no, that process, that, that there's not enough companies using that process. The uh, wafer foundry, the, the company that makes the silicon is actually going to shut down that line and they're going to replace it with a more profitable line. This, this happens, and when it happens, you are totally SOL. I remember, I think there's a couple Maxim chips. I think the, a couple of the analog chips that I got from Maxim, I remember, were also shut down for similar reasons. Um, so that said, um, you know, I was like, at first, I was thinking, okay, well, let's find, you know, analog, XYZ, uh, you know, um, chips. Um, I didn't select plus or minus 200G because, you know, maybe there's 100G available. Um, and of course I want surface mount, so let's see. And then let's look also, of course, only at active. See all the analog ones, and you'll see, you know, some of these are, are the, you know, old mill spec ones. These are, some of them are quite ancient. Um, the, the three, the 335 series we've been carrying for quite a while. Um, but I thought maybe let's look at, uh, you know, the high G rate. So maybe, you know, 50 to 500 G. And unfortunately, um, the, you know, they do exist, but they're all like super expensive. They're like about $100 a piece and they're available only from TE. So these are very specialty parts. This is kind of where I sort of have to make a decision. Look, you know, this analog, um, I'm not going to get an analog version of this accelerometer, but maybe I can get a digital version. You know, maybe I have to give up on that. I do like the analog ones. I think they're really cool. Um, but I also know uh, when to give up. So, um going back here we're just going to go to accelerometers i only want active ones because i don't want to go through this whole process again so quickly and then i want x y and z i really only want triple axis uh, accelerometers it's, they're very common these days um and then acceleration range you know i do i want to see maybe you know 50 to 500 6000 g is kind of bonkers i'm not really ready for that so let's do 50 to 500 and um, you'll see that, you know, there are a couple really expensive, you know, industrial use ones, but there are also a couple of inexpensive ones as well. Um, looking at uh, looking at price, there's these, the list series. I'll say you can't get any accelerometers from ST for the next year, so I've gotta, I'm going to skip that one, um, the list 200. I think we stock this one. But this was kind of interesting. Again, I really like analog devices for their accelerometers. Um, so this 200G accelerometer, first off, they have a lot in stock, which is really nice. Another thing that is cool is that they are, um, they have this package, the 14LGA, and the 14LGA uh, uh, pinout is shared with almost all their other accelerometers, which is why I was talking about shared pinouts. So this, this is the, um, the pinout for the accelerometer. You can see it's, you know, not all the pins are used or some reserved, but it does have two interrupt pins, uh, SPI port, and I2C shared, which I really, I like it when sensors are like, look, we can do I2C or SPI, because I feel like they really, you know, I2C is tough to bit bang, but SPI is quite easy. SPI is also faster if you really want to get the data out much quicker. Um, of course, you can have multiple sensors on SPI. So I'm, I'm really like, I'm always in love when um, sensor companies uh, have I squared C and SPI dual purpose um, interfaces. But um, thankfully, you know, this LGA, when I saw this, I was like, ooh, I wonder, you know, hopefully, is that going to be the same as the um, the other LGA accelerometers, the, I'm sorry, 
ADXL. 345, which is ancient and uh, historic, right? This one. And also um, the um, 343, which is kind of like the next gen of the, um, the uh, 345. And, uh, you know, we, we featured this on the uh, Neo Trellis in one of the Ada boxes. It's a very nice, very low-cost accelerometer. And again, analog devices, they do a really, really good job with their accelerometers. They're not the cheapest. But they're like really reliable, very quiet, and um, you get really good performance out of them. So thankfully, um, this board, the 345, which is the same pin as the 343, is um, easy. Also did a feather wing of this uh, this board. Um, these are the same pinout, and so uh, the 375. I was like, oh, you know, this is an easy. You know, normally I wouldn't spin up a whole new board for this accelerometer, but if I can reuse that same design. Um, to all three of them, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that because I, I really like to have one design. So I did, let's see, it's going to be recent. So for the ADXL, and the ADXL 343, it's actually one of the last boards that we did before we changed over to some of our standard STEM QT format. So I was like, you know what, let's make a breakout for this board. And while I'm at it, revise the 345 and the 343. Um, so this is what I came up with. It's, it's a little bit of a tight fit, but it does fit. Um, let's do top silk. So um, the accelerometer's in the center. We've got four big mounting holes. I squared C down here, and then the extra SPI pins up here, and then everything everything fits. And there's like a little bit of room for the, the part number. And then, of course, on the back, I can have... Um, even more part number info, but uh, and maybe I'll, you know, over here in the corner, I can maybe fit an XY coordinate uh, marking. But um, yes, it's the design I made, and that's the accelerometer I picked. I wish there was an analog uh, 200G accelerometer, but I think I think the days of analog output accelerometers is kind of over. But, you know, I squared CSPI is available, and I think not only is this chip going to be pin compatible, but it's likely going to be very close software-wise as well. I'll probably be able to reuse the uh, Python and Arduino drivers that we've written for the 3XX series for the 200G accelerometer. So uh, I'm going to pick some of those up and uh, spin out this board and I'll mount it on and hopefully it'll just work. That's, That's a great church. All right, that's our show for tonight, everyone. Yay. Thanks for joining us on this desk of Lady Ada. We'll see you in all the ways, shapes, and forms all throughout the week this week. Bye-bye. Go back to watching the Tonys.